Hi, I'm Bailey. And I'm Danny. And I've got a question for you. Are they there yet? <gasps> they could be. Physically, yes, I yes. am, for once. Um, it, it, if you asked me approximately a year ago, yeah. <laughs> We're in Arkansas today. <laughs> By the way, if you couldn't read the title or you're not following along, um, today's episode is Arkansas, which is where Bailey, me, I currently live. And it is where Danny and Bailey, both of us, used to live. <laughs> reside what is it the word hold on we are native too we are native to arkansas yeah yep or arkansas natives arkansans if you will if you will <laughs> i heard someone else say something differently like during research on this episode i watched a video I'm, i didn't take anything from it but um they said it wrong and i don't remember how they said it but it was wrong weird uh the the confusion behind how to say Arkansas and and everything like that is just. I said Arkansan wrong. That's what threw me off. Arkansasan. Maybe just Arkansan. I think I think they try to say Arkansan. Yes, that's weird. That is <laughs> odd. But it makes more sense than Arkansan. I suppose it does. <laughs> <laughs> So before we really dive into Arkansas and all her glory, uh, we did want to address that we are well aware <laughs> that in our past episodes and maybe this one, we sound mm, submerged, a tad, a tad underwater, if you will. I our audio, we, not great. I think we sound like um, uh, we're in a submarine and we're sending you the recording from outside. We're recording... The mic is outside the submarine, so it's both metallic <laughs> and underwater. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, that's that's a very perfect description of it. Yes. So all of that to say, we are well aware that our audio is not great. Uh, before this point, I have been recording on my phone. I now have a nifty little uh, probably $25 USB microphone. Mm -hmm. So we're making our way up. Um, before this, um, when I was reaching... Oh, my God, I cannot talk. Spoiler alert, I've had a dream. Bailey's drunk. <laughs> I'm not drunk, but I have had a drink. Um, so this one's going to be fun. Yeah. So before we started recording all of this, I was looking into platforms and systems we could use to record remotely because we are not like beside each other. If you haven't gathered this, I think we talk about it in every episode. We live six hours apart. <laughs> I popped my knuckles and I just realized that that would be sound heard on the microphone. So sorry. <laughs> oh, now I'm doing it too. Um, <laughs> uh, gather ourselves. So if you haven't figured it out so far, Danny and I do not live near each other. We live six hours apart. She lives in the northern-ish part of Louisiana. I live in the northern-ish part of Arkansas. Like, it's not, it's six hours apart between us, which means when we decided to do this, we needed to find a system that would allow us to talk to each other and potentially see each other, but also record audio. Um, and I saw a few recommendations for Zoom in the beginning, and Zoom worked fine. Um, it did record, it records audio separately for us. It does kind of what we need, but it's just, it's, its system isn't great, and because I, Bailey, hi, if you haven't figured our voices out yet, this is Bailey, um, 
I am I host everything because I do the editing, so all the recording needs to come to me and to my computer. So um, as the host, I think Zoom was taking our voices when we spoke over each other and making mine the more like dominant one. So that's why Danny often sounded just bad. <laughs> yeah. In our recordings, because Zoom, I think I'm blaming it on Zoom. We're gonna blame it on Zoom. So for the next couple episodes, we're testing out a couple new potentially new recording systems. The idea is that mm, there aren't a lot of people listening to us right now, and hopefully people won't go back and listen to these. And if they do, we will be so much better by the time (laughs) they get to us (laughs) that they won't mind how bad we sound now. So we're going to do, do a few test runs. We're going to play Guinea pig for a while. Mm -hmm. I think I have three different um, programs I was looking at. So for the next three or so episodes, we may sound different between all of them. Yeah. Or we may sound the same, and Zoom was a better option. I doubt it. I probably, we probably will not go back to Zoom. Probably not. Not a fan. Love Zoom. Zoom. We loved it for what it was. Yeah. Zoom, if you want to sponsor us. But um, <laughs> <laughs> please, please give us money. <laughs> um, but we are no longer using Zoom. There's that. Unless they were to pay us, in which case we are using Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cut all of that out. <laughs> so. It disappears from the episode. You, know, you guys know why. So now, on to the episode. <laughs> right. <laughs> A good segue. That was, there was no segue at all. I decided we were going to start the episode now. Okay. We had talked for too long, so we're starting. All right. <laughs> you can because, see the timer now. Yeah. Ooh, I, now I know how long we're talking. That's going to make me self-conscious. All right. <laughs> so as, as we have now established, we do a, a bit of fun facting before, each, before we get into the real, the real cryptid of it all. We start with some fun facts about the state that we're in. And as you have heard, we know quite a bit about good old Arkansan. <laughs> and, and yeah, because I, I spent the better part of 21 years in Arkansas. So, I've yeah. I've 23. So you I know a bit about the place. Gross. gross. <laughs> so, well, Arkansas. Nearly 23. Yucky. Gross. <laughs> Yeah, spoiler alert, I'm drinking. I'm over at the age of 21. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be so awkward if you were like, yeah, I've been drinking. And then a couple minutes later, you're like, "Mm, I'm 18. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm I'm 22. Almost 23. (laughs) Yes. And I am... Most of our listeners right now know who we are. So, yeah. So, all of this was pointless. (laughs) Yes. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Arkansas. The natural state. Okay, so the main the main attraction of Arkansas is that it's just really pretty. It's really natural. Uh, it has incredibly diverse geography. So there are mountains, river valleys, hot springs, forest, lakes, bayous, literally everything. You can get everything but if the you ocean. want it. Besides salt water, you cannot get salt water in Arkansas. <laughs> Landlocked freshwater beach, freshwater beaches. That's true. You can go to a beach, but you will not get the ocean. Yeah. Yes. So, personally, uh, since since I have lived there quite some time, 
I'll say, name some of my favorite things about the state. Uh, personally, I am a crystal bitch. So Arkansas has this fun thing that people come from like miles and miles to find Arkansas quartz. Yep. It's the official, I don't know what quartz is, but it's the official that. Gem? <laughs> is it a gem? It, uh, it depends on, it's a, it's technically like a rock. Is it a like mineral? A is it a rock? It's technically a rock, I believe, except for when you find the crystal version. So it's a crystal gem. On when it's like in geode form, I believe. Anyway. Yeah. Regardless, I love a good crystal. I love a good gem. So big fan of like crystal digging and diamond digging in Arkansas. They have lots of places to do it. And most of the places you will not find a diamond. Sorry to break the news to you. But if you come to Arkansas to find diamonds, you're probably not going to find them. I think it's one of, if not like the only place, like in like at least the continental United States that you can like dig legally for diamonds or like publicly for diamonds. Yeah, I believe so. And you can actually like find them. You can find them. They're, they're over mine. You probably won't find them, but you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So another fun thing is that. That was the one field trip I never got to go on. Yeah. <laughs> All my sisters went to the diamond mining thing and I never got to do it. Because first grade didn't do it then. They started doing it Jamie's year. Rude. But yeah, so, sorry. Yes. So Arkansas is also home to a national park, which I forget is a national park sometimes, but it's it is. Not a very good one. Hot Springs National Park. It it's listen, it's touristy, of course, because every national park is. But it does hot springs. It has the geothermal pockets, hot springs. Awesome. That's really cool. So people come from all over the place to come and bathe in the hot springs. And they still have bathhouses and everything in hot springs, Arkansas. And yeah, and I've frequented there quite a bit. And our college was pretty close to that. So yeah, that was where all the cool kids went to hang out. <laughs> yeah, go check out Bathhouse Row. It's a really like neat story. Bathhouse Row is where most of the bathhouses are. But super also, historic. Like, it's historic. There's the Gangster Museum on Bathhouse Row. That shit's cool. Um, there's also just some really cool like boutiques and like local shops if you're ever like in the area. Go check oh yeah, out. they're very cool. And then, and th- my my last fun fact is that uh, have have you guys ever heard of uh, this? It's little this little company, this little itty big company called uh, Walmart. Nope, never heard. Yeah. Of it. <laughs> well, <laughs> guess this fact doesn't matter then. Uh, Sam Walton. Mr. Sam Walton founded the Walmart stores in Bentonville, Arkansas. Yeah. So that's I live in old Wally world. <laughs> old Wally world. <laughs> Good stuff going on in Arkansas. So I like to make fun of it because I'm from there, but it's actually pretty all right. <laughs> it's pretty all right. She says it could be worse. <laughs> yep. It could be Louisiana. <laughs> Louisiana's a fun history, though. South Louisiana's fun. I live in North Louisiana, which is lame. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are we ready to get into it? I think we are. Um, I believe I'm going first. So let's go. Ooh. Spooky. Something has awoken me. It's dim in my bedroom. Um, and as a single tiny light light struggles to illuminate all of the nooks and crannies of the room. No light seeps in through the blinds, so it must not be nearing morning yet. A quick glance on top of my phone says it's around 2 a.m. I sigh. 
I don't want to be awake, but at least there's still time to fall back asleep before my alarm goes off. I try to roll over and close my eyes, but something about the way I was awakened has me wide awake. No haziness of sleep lingers, and I realize my heart is racing. A bad dream, then. <clears throat> wow. <laughs> that must be what woke me up, even if I don't remember it. There's movement beside me. I stiffen and begin to panic for a moment before remembering that I have a cat, and it's probably just her moving beside me. She stands, stretches, and jumps down from the bed. In the dimness, I watch her move. She rounds the side of the bed, then jumps onto the bedside table, um, and then it's a step stool for her to then reach the windowsill. The blinds are down and shut, but she peeks her head and disappears behind them. Luckily, she's just in a lounging mood rather than a destructive one, so she won't be inhibiting my chances of falling back asleep. She sits in the window watching who knows what. That window, like many of the windows in my place, face outwards to the woods behind. A few trails break up the dense trees and mountains of the Ozarks. Knowing just laying in the quiet will only allow my thoughts to wander places I don't want them to, I open my phone and quickly find a video on YouTube. I don't care for the contents, I just want the noise. I'm about to press play when there's a sound from not me, not my cat, nor my phone. It's distant and haunting. It's some sort of animal call, I hope. But maybe, I swear, there was a scream. What was that? So that, my dear friends, uh, <laughs> was not a story I found, but rather my own experience <laughs> a few nights ago. I recall just getting a text from Bailey saying, I think I heard a scream from the woods. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now was it my cryptid that I heard in the woods outside? Probably not. But I thought Could weird be. sounds and the fact that my cryptid lives literally in my quote unquote backyard. I'd share that story with you. So before I can get into details about my cryptid, I wanted to share some information about the Ozark Mountains, which is the home for this creature. Or creatures. Um, they're also known as the Ozark Plateau, because that's what it was originally known as. Um, the largest formations um, and collection of mountains is known as the Boston Mountains. Um, they are the largest or tallest, maybe, section of the United States um, between the Rockies and the Appalachians. Um, so the peaks average 2,560 feet, and the valleys average 500 to 100 and, uh to 500 to 1,500 feet deep. That's a big boy. Very, very vast differences. Um, it was originally a plateau as the Ozarks were made through erosion rather than tectonic plate movement. So I'm no geologist, um, so I'm probably not going to get this right because I was just kind of paraphrasing what I was reading and I really didn't understand <laughs> what I was reading. Rude. But what I kind of gathered is that um, for millions of years, this section of the earth was underwater. And through Ooh. the movement, maybe, of the water, <laughs> there was a ton of, like, sand and stuff that began to, like, settle and pile higher. Um, and as more piled down, the more it presses down. So it starts to solidify and sediment. Mm. Um, Sedimentary rocks. <laughs> um, as, the water <laughs> start, yes, as the water starts to retreat, sedimentation begins to happen. Um, like I said, solidifying. Um, and as the water retreats, you get then a plateau. So a plateau is um, a relatively flat surface of land at a higher elevation than what is around it. All I but flat, up. yeah. <laughs> I didn't look that up. I am just guessing what a plateau is. I'm not going to look up the real definition. I'm 90% sure it's tall but flat. 
Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. So from there, the weather um, happened. They're just weather. Um, and the plateau began to chip away into the peaks and valleys that we know. There's some rivers that run through it. Um, because of this method of formation, rather than being pushed together, like um, I want to say both the Appalachians and the Rockies were made because of tectonic plate movements and the earth just yeah. shifted up. That's not what happened here. Uh, okay, wait, no. Now I completely get what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> I remember this class. <laughs> yes. They're I not this part of science. Yes, they're not pushed together. They have been eroded away. So it's Got it, okay. Yes. Yeah. So because of this, um, there are a ton of caves, caverns, and cave systems. That's so exciting. <laughs> yes. Um, there's also a particular phenomenon where bluff faces weaken and collapse, um, and it creates an overhang in the bluff side, which is mm. the perfect shelter for both people and animals. Creatures, maybe? And Cryptids, creatures, even? Maybe. I'm about to sneeze. <coughs> okay. <laughs> um so oh i didn't write this down oh i should have written it down the ozarks um mostly the majority of it lives in like the southern part of missouri and the northern part of arkansas it reaches a bit into oklahoma and texas and then foothills lie beyond um the foothills stretch for a while maybe even to, into illinois potentially don't quote me on that one source said that, but I don't, I didn't know that. <laughs> um, so yeah, but the majority of it and the tallest peaks in the Boston mountains are in Northern Arkansas and the Southern part of Missouri. All of that information to say, the Ozarks, their caves, caverns and tunnel systems would be a very easy place for an ancient creature to live and thrive without being caught or sighted too frequently i can believe it so we're talking about the ozark howler it's also known as the hoo-hoo the nightshade bear or the, the what what the nightshade bear <laughs> or the devil cat um there's some oh, more geez. names but those are the most frequent ones um, i frequently call my cat the devil cat so i do too <laughs> um, it is described as bear-like in its body, stocky, a quadruped, with long, shaggy black hair. Its most defining feature, though, are its red eyes and its horns. Oh. Yeah. So while many report seeing horns, there are also some discrepancies in the way they are described. Um, some say they are like a ram's or goat's horns thick on the top of the head and then curling and thinning backwards. Others say the horns are more like tusk or fangs sitting closer to the mouth like a boar. And then some say mm. there are no horns at all. Oh. Or there may be some combination. Yeah. <laughs> or there may be some combination of horns, tusk, and fangs. I don't really know. I've never seen it. What? You live there. You would think. <laughs> Only for a couple months. Maybe I will see it. We'll see. Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> um, while it is stocky like a bear, those who have seen it say that it moves with the flexibility and the agility of a feline rather than a bear. Hence why it's sometimes called the nightshade bear or the devil cat. There's two different species happening there. Mm -hmm. um, in an episode of the podcast Graveyard Tales, um, the host read a supposed sighting from a 16-year-old native to the area. Um, native is in he was born in Missouri or Arkansas, not that he's 
Native American. <laughs> um, the boy describes seeing the paw prints and the tracks of the howler and describes them as being a mix of a bear and a wolf with its hind paws much larger than the front, an animal designed for pouncing. And noted that there were no claw marks. So if the howler has claws, they're retractable. Like a like cat. Like a cat. Mm-hmm. Mm. It is called the Ozark Howler specifically um, due to its haunting cry. Um, it's a horrifying mix of a wolf's howl, an elk's bugle, and even a hyena's laugh. But well, it's not. Let's hear it. I, you know, I couldn't. I tried to find recording of it, but no one has real recordings of it. I wonder why. Yeah, I wonder why. Um, but it's not similar enough to any of these to be considered a hyena, a wolf, an elk. It's none of those. Interesting. Um. So where, I won't say where does it come from. That's what my notes say, but I don't really mean where does it come from. How early has it been cited? Where have we seen this before? When have we seen this before? Um, so while we will get into modern day sightings and knowledge, which is what makes up the bulk of information, there does exist possible sightings and sources as early as the 1800s. It is believed the first written recording of the Howler comes from prominent pioneer Daniel Boone in a letter he wrote to his sister-in-law. Mm-hmm. I've heard of him. I have too. Uh, this letter was written in 1816, and in it he writes about an unknown black horned creature. He claims to have shot and wounded it near a river in Missouri. He also writes about the terrible howl of the creature. Laura Ingalls Wilder, the author of Little House on the Prairie, um, and specifically... The Little House in the Big Woods um, also wrote about a potential sighting. She tells a story about her grandfather being chased on horseback by a large black panther that, quote, leapt from treetop to treetop, almost overhead. Um, so this was published in uh, 1932, but does take place in 1871 is the time setting for the book. So then mm. now we have 1871. 1816, 1871. In 1936, uh, Saul Ashton and Hawthorne Cornus published um, a book entitled Tales of the Ozark Howler. Um, they published it through a local printer, so it didn't get much traction then. Um, and in 2018, it has been republished, um, and it includes folk tales and eyewitness accounts of the beast. I was unable to get my hands on the book in time for this episode, but I may keep trying to get it and report back. Ooh, fun. So we know what it looks like, mostly, um, and we kind of have some history of where it um, is, has been seen. So what does it do? I would love to know. Honestly, honestly, uh, they seem kind of harmless. Oh, fun. So while, <laughs> That's good. while the 1800s version, 1800s version um, is said to have chased and stalked people in the woods and maybe killed them, um, but like... But, like, I couldn't find anything on it attacking people in modern times. I think so, it just wants those, to... Those old fuckers don't matter. No, they don't matter. <laughs> They're fine. It's whatever. Um, but I couldn't find anything on it attacking people in modern times. I think it just wants to scare you off and away from its home. It's from territorial. What I, yes. From what I could find, it tends to appear from the distance, just enough to spook you, um, and then it disappears again. Like a ghoul. 
it also could be a death omen. Well, Maybe. that's less fun. <laughs> um, so it's like a banshee of sorts, as um, as it is said. If you hear the howler, um, death is coming for you. Bailey, can we go back to that story about how you heard screaming in the woods? <laughs> <laughs> Should I be concerned for you? Have you you have a will? <laughs> no, I don't have a will. I do have life insurance. Oh well, am I a beneficiary or no? <laughs> can't imagine why. My mom was watching me do that. I couldn't put you as the beneficiary. Damn it. <laughs> Not when she was over my shoulder. <laughs> you can go back and change it, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're back to the English Grim. Lore, the, you know, the big black dog. Mm-hmm. It could mean, too, um, if it's in a fighting mood, that if you're close enough to hear it, it's already too late. So, Danny, if I heard it the other night, am I going to die? That was already in my notes, babe. <laughs> I can read minds. <laughs> That's why I say I don't think I heard it the other night. Uh, because you probably would already be dead. Maybe. I don't know. It doesn't say how fast death is coming for you. Oh, well. <laughs> Everybody keep an eye out for Bailey the next couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so let's move into modern times. Between 2005 and 2010, there were a ton of reported sightings. One such included a family living in Van Buren, Arkansas, who set out trail cams after they think they saw it. They supposedly did catch something on their cameras, but that appeared to be s similar to a mountain lion or cougar. They're the same thing. You hear them back and forth. Cougar, mountain lion, I believe they're the same thing. Um... However, according to wildlife officials, there um, is not currently a breeding population of cougars in Arkansas. Mm. That does not mean that large cats can't travel, though. I said cats weird. Cats. Cats. <laughs> that doesn't mean large cats like can't travel and like it wouldn't be impossible to see kind of just one on its own. But it's probably the howler. <laughs> Around the same time, uh, large dark cats were spotted in Oklahoma. Back to Arkansas and Dardanelle, um, a witness claims to have heard a hyena's laugh and seen a large stocky cat. Ooh. A little bit more into modern times. In 2015, there were a few po photos published on the internet that were taken in Devil's Den State Park, which is about 30, 40 minutes south of where I am. Um, these photos depict what looks to me like a German shepherd with horns and a thin tail. <laughs> That's um, fun. So definitely not natural. Um, and the creature in this photo is backed up to a tree, and without knowing what kind of tree or the size, I can't gauge the size of the creature either. John Myers is the man who took the photos, claims that they are unedited, and he writes, um, Met some family in Devil's Den State Park this weekend for some camping. We were up near Yellow Rock Trail. We were up near the Yellow Rock Trailhead this morning and saw this thing chase a squirrel up a tree. I have never seen anything like it. It has short black fur, a broad nose, and horns like a young deer, but it moved like a cat and had a long tail. Don't know what else it could be but the howler. It was yelping and scratching at the tree, and I got this pretty good photo of it when I stopped and turned to look at me. Wish I had video or more photos, but it disappeared too fast. 
you can give me a call. I'm an electrician, so I'm usually available to talk for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I like the end there. Also, though, if if the howler is something to be... I, I wouldn't be afraid of it if it's just, you know, chasing squirrels up trees. <laughs> like that's a little said, puppy. That's what I said. I feel like it's mostly harmless. Yeah, it's just like a little... Acts like a little puppy, shaped like cat with horns. <laughs> I so think we're my, good. So my thoughts on the Devil's Den photos. I don't know what the photos are of or if they're photoshopped or not. I just think that whatever's in the photo is not the Howler. Um, it doesn't seem to match the color or size descriptions normally associated with it. Like there's some brown. Like I said, it mm-hmm. looks like a German Shepherd to me, like with the brown. There's some brown. Oh, fur. like the tan, tan mm-hmm. brown. Yeah. yeah. Um, To explain all of these sightings away, though, wildlife officials maintain that these one-offs are just pets escaped from their handlers or breeders. But how many people in the area have pet cougars, and how often are they getting loose? (laughs) Seriously? That's a good question. People need to keep a handle on their pet cougars. I know. I will note that not too far from where I live, um, there is a drive-through safari that has, like, large cats. But I think I would know if they escaped. Like I, th- I think it'd be reported if they. Got I feel out. like they'd let you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, so there is a fairly well-known-ish scandal, almost involving the Howler. Um, I say scandal and well-known within the Howler community. The Howler is a very big fan base that I did not realize. Like there is like two different websites dedicated to the Howler. Interesting. Yes, like fan-based websites dedicated to the Howler. So in the late 1990s, there was a bunch of information spread about the Howler that is linked back to a single person. This person was set on exposing what he thought was uh, the literally, quote-unquote, unbelievable chupacabra. (laughs) (laughs) Why he was spreading information about the Howler to disprove... The chupacabra, I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Um, He seems confused. Yes. So researcher Lauren Coleman um, and a few others were able to conclusively point um, out that uh, someone using multiple aliases had spread outlandish stories about the Howler on the internet. Um, Lauren is quoted as saying about cryptids and cryptid hoaxes, Specifically, I've never seen a cryptid when I've gone looking for a cryptid, even though I've been on expeditions for 50 years. I have found many tracks, I have heard many screeches and unknown sounds, and I've interviewed it... Interviewed it? (laughs) I've interviewed hundreds of witnesses. Interviewed (laughs) it. I've interviewed hundreds of witnesses. In 1972, I saw a black panther in southern Illinois when I was in a car coming from work. Then in parentheses, this is unrelated to cryptozoology. Um, And none of the people in the car would turn around. So I was put in the situation of being an eyewitness where I could not go and further investigate the Black Panther report. Um, It is of note, according to this one source, that the foothills of the Ozark reach into Illinois. So is it possible that the only cryptid he has ever seen was the Ozark Howler, and he doesn't believe in it? Lauren thinks it's a hoax. Well, that's awkward. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Howler. He was like, hey, man, what's up? And he was like, um, probably not real. <laughs> so what 
What could it be, Danny? What? What? What are people saying? Cougars. <laughs> the unbelievers claim that it is just a large cat escaped from its legal owner we've talked about before. I still think it is unlikely, but who knows? Maybe there are a ton of more Joe Exotics out there than I realized. <laughs> All of them are, are in Arkansas, in the Ozarks. And, and into Missouri. And in Oklahoma oh, yes. and Texas, potentially. But a lot of those sightings that I've seen and like covered were in Arkansas. That's why we were counting it as an Arkansas cryptid. Um, it could also be not an escaped big cat, but some other large cat being misidentified or unidentified. So like a species we haven't truly come across yet, as it mm. is so deep in the Ozarks that we haven't been able to like really document it. Um, that would make sense. Or it's an odd, odd crossbreeds, like in my notes I say, um, a donkey horse thing. <laughs> <laughs> my initial thought was a liger. I said, or I like But a mule also works. <laughs> is mule the correct word there? Yeah, it sure is. That's to me. Uh, uh, donkey horse thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that. <laughs> I also yes. put liger in there. Mule didn't seem like the right word at the time. It sure is. That's what okay, a donkey horse well, like is. Or a liger. <laughs> A liger, a.k.a. A, a, a tiger lion thing. Yeah, that one. Um, or it's a demon. Uh, with the combination of its descriptions and supposed death omen howl, the howler is some otherworldly demon from hell. Honestly, honestly, <laughs> with the red eyes and horns, some imagery just reminds me of Satan or Lucifer depictions. You know, hmm. the goat man? That tracks. Fuck you, goat man. <laughs> Yeah, that one. <laughs> I had to. I had to reference it. Big, big unsolved gal here. <laughs> Even still, something some think that is a surviving population of creodont species. They were the mm. apex predators from the tertiary period in the northern hemisphere. These carnivores, these are carnivores, and can be divided into two categories: one more cat-like, and the other more dog-like. Notably, though, these creatures did not have horns like the howler is said to have. Hmm. We also believe that they're totally extinct. Um, and some of the last reported um, fossils and stuff found of them were in Africa and not in Arkansas. Yeah, that, that doesn't exactly track now, does it? <laughs> and finally, back to legend and to myth. It may be the Irish... I looked up how to pronounce this pause while I think. I looked it up. Sushi? Sushi? It's C-U-S-I-T-H in English letters, but it's an Irish word. And I, the, uh, mm, I can't Gaelic? help you there, buddy. Is it Gaelic? Gaelic. Is yeah, Gaelic. Um, I know the, I know the S-I-T-H makes a, a she sound. I think it's Sushi, something like that. Um, it is similar to the English Hellhound or Grimm, um, and mm. its name means fairy dog. Oh, that's kind of cute. <laughs> it I is like the, a fairy dog. I know. It's the size of a bull with dark green shaggy fur and a coiled or braided tail. They're believed to make their homes in rocky crevices, which there are many in the Ozarks, and have glowing red eyes. These bros sound kind of cute. So they're they're basically 
the howler just green in Ireland. Is it possible to domesticate these cryptids? I would like one as a pet. Rickard Orton says they are the hellhounds. This is true. This so, is if you catch me trying to domesticate a howler, <laughs> mind your business. Personally, I have no idea. I just like to think that there are some sort of creature roaming in the woods. It's there are lots of creatures in the woods. Yeah. Um, one last thing before we leave. I do want to end on an interesting conspiracy theory. Some believe that the reason the Howler remains unproven is because of Teddy Roosevelt and the American government. What did Teddy do? <laughs> so before Roosevelt was president, he was a member of the Rough Riders. Fellow yes, member. Was. There's a fellow member of the Rough Riders named John C. Greenway, Lieutenant John C. Greenway. Um, he's originally from Hot Springs, Arkansas, and is also a member of the concatenate order of the Hoo-Hoo. Remember what we said another name for the Howler was earlier? The huh, what? The what, where? The concatenate the order. The concatenate order of the who. Um, he claimed, this is Greenway, he claimed that there was an underlying, underlying mission of the organization to protect lumbermen from the Howler. The more Greenway talked of the Howler and the more Teddy learned, the more he came to respect the creature. He claimed that it was a, quote, bully good beast um, that um, kind of symbolized the robust physical character of the growing American nation. They agreed that the hoo-hoo situation needed to be managed. Thus, situation. <laughs> thus, Roosevelt was initiated into the International Concatenate Order of the Hoo-Hoo. Um, it is a secret society dedicated to dealing with the danger posed by the Ozark Howler. He rose so, in rank. Mm -hmm. um, hold on. I'm baffled. I'm truly <laughs> just flabbergasted here. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt was the one who is like a, a renowned hunter, correct? I believe so, yes. And he had, like, lots of trophies and whatnot. Who's to say he didn't have a howler head somewhere? I'm just yeah. saying. Uh, I don't know. Um, so he was initiated, and he rose in rank, and was eventually, eventually um, named the President of American Forestry, and he was assigned to establish protected zones where the howler could roam undisturbed. Now, I know this sounds like a joke, but the Order of the Hoo-Hoo is the oldest fraternal organization in the United States. Older <laughs> than any college fraternity. Bailey, you have <laughs> got to be fucking kidding me right now. Um, they believe in the power of the number nine. Um, so their symbol, uh, there's a depiction of the Howler that serves as their symbol. It has a tail that curls into the number nine. Annual dues are capped at $9.99. And for a while, membership was capped at 9,999 members. I do love that dues are only $9.99. <laughs> for a year, I know. You cannot get any better than that. Come oh, on. No. I want to be in the hoo-hoo organization. <laughs> they have been letting women in since the 1990s. Knock, knock, knock. Hello, order of the hoo-hoos. I'm here. They believe that the number nine serves as a protection against the attack against attack by the Howler. Um, I believe after Roosevelt became like 
popular and was a president, he was given the membership number uh, 999. Well, um, remember, special. remember that it is Roosevelt who established the Ozark National Forest, which is now a protected area. Fun little fact, Warren G. Harding, another president, was also an initiated member um, of the concatenated order of the Hoo And it was founded in Garden, Arkansas. Bailey, I don't know if this was your goal, but I am all in for this for this howler, this hoo-hoo man now. <laughs> I am just, I am, I am deep diving. So <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's the Ozark Howler. That's what I've got for you. If your goal was to make me believe in the Ozark Howler, you win. We can end here. <laughs> There's nothing else we need to talk about. I don't even know if I can follow that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> I felt really good about this one. They that, yeah. There's a lot of information out there. They have a dedicated fan base. That is, wow. That is crazy. <laughs> I, You know, you, you living in the, the Ozark area, I think that you should be a member. Look into I it. Know, I don't know what's in that. I don't know what their like initiations like. I would. I I've been through sorority and is I've been through sorority initiation. And it's already weird enough. What's true? Yeah. Interesting. Well, Bailey, that was that was all had been cool and fun, uh, but I I have someone who I think would be best friends with the Howler. Potentially. I think, I think they're besties because my little old cryptid also happens to be in Bailey's backyard. So mm-hmm. Bailey could also be hearing this creature. <laughs> mm, lovely. Yes. So I, I'd like to believe that the Howler and my guy are, are little best friends and they have little cryptid tea parties and they're having the time of their lives. So in a little town known as South Arkansas in Boone County, there is a cave known as the Devil's Hole. Mm-hmm. And in this cave lives the Garau. Now, this cryptid has many different pronunciations of the name. I have dedicated myself to the pronunciation of Garau. It is spelled G-O-W-R-O-W. So I have heard Goro, Gorau, Garau. I'm sticking with Garau. It feels the best. Because it got its name based off of the, like curdling deadly growl it gives and to me the name that feels the most like a growl is growl (laughs) it's very important to me so as someone who grew up in central arkansas i actually had never heard of any arkansas cryptids until college so i actually i met someone who lives in falk while I was going mm. to college, and that is where the Falk monster is. Yep. That is a Bigfoot-esque creature. It's just um, yeah, essentially Bigfoot. It's Bigfoot Fal- it's Arkansas's too. Bigfoot. Yeah. Um, of course, the Ozark Howler I learned of doing research for this. Um, mm. The White River monsters. Every I feel like that's like probably the most popular Arkansas cryptid. I avoided it for that purpose, and then of course the Garau. I learned about the Garau while researching for a final project. And there's going to be more on that later, because I'm going to explain that at the end of my cryptid talk, because it's unimportant, but it's very important to me. So the Garau, what is this guy? What's he look like? Based off of eyewitness report, 
It is a 20 feet in length monster with two tusks, large webbed feet ending in claws, a row of short horns along its back, and a long thin tail with a blade on the end. Okay. Can you imagine it? No, but... Sounds very weird. Yes, exactly. I am not... I don't, I, I don't think I see things in my head. I think I'm one of those people that doesn't see things. Oh, that's so weird to me because I see everything. <laughs> I don't think I do, which makes me think that I don't. If I don't think I do, I think I don't. It, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I have an overactive imagination, but it's very, like, verbal. It's not... Oh, that's so weird. Visual. My imagination is incredibly visual. I just anyway. Visual. Regardless. So you've got the primary... description. I don't know what it, I think I'd have to go look up a photo. Yeah. Well, okay. So there is a picture, not a picture. It's a, it's an illustration. So the primary mm-hmm. documentation of this creature is in the Arkansas Gazette, January 31st of 1897. Mm. So this is a, a, an article written by Albert Smithy. Mm-hmm. And with this article accompanying this article is a famous drawing by Elmer Burris, which is allegedly based on a photograph that was lost. Mm, love it. So it's an illustration. Yeah, it's an illustration because the photo was lost. But the illustration is based on the picture. And this will be what is posted on the Instagram. I even want to post like the article itself because mm-hmm. it is a trip. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, it's, it's a creature. It is a creepy, creepy looking creature. So this article came to be because a, a man named William Miller told Smithy about this, quote, horrible monster. And, you know, the name that he gave it came from the noise that it made. Sounded awful. Horrible. Horrifying. (laughs) So William and Albert are both individuals who are uh, Little Rock natives. So they live in in Little Rock. But they had been, uh, William had traveled up in Arkansas to do some research and whatnot and came back and told Smithy about this stuff. So this creature, people up in, up in Boone County and up and around there in the Ozarks had slaughtered livestock, slaughtered pets, and all kinds of stuff around there. And not knowing why, why these animals are all being just absolutely murked on their land. All right. And so Miller formed a posse in, up, in, up in the Ozarks. He formed a, he formed a crew, a, a girl gang, but it was men. It was a bunch of men, a bunch gang. of farmers, a guy gang. Not a gang, though, because a guy gang is just a gang because they're aggressive. Uh, <laughs> I guess they were aggressive, though, because the, the plan here was to murder the creature. Mm. So, you know, as men do, murder. So he formed this posse that tracked down the Garau to its lair. Its lair is the devil's hole, if you hadn't caught on yet. Yes. Uh, it was littered with animal bones and even human remains. Oh. Yeah, fun. Uh the Garau emerged not from the Devil's Hole, but from a nearby lake as they waited in the cave. So it was trying to corner them. So they waited in the cave. Uh, it emerged from the lake, and its movements are known to cause minor earthquakes because it's a giant creature. So anytime it walks, it causes a tiny little earthquake. Okay. Yeah. So it comes over to them, and it's all it's ready to rumble, my guy. And they are kill you it. Ready to rumble. Sorry. Go ahead. Yes. And they murder it senselessly. Yay, it's dead. Uh, It ripped down several trees in the process, as well as the leg of one of the posse members. Oh, peg leg. So, 
Yes, peg leg. <laughs> so, you now you must be wondering. Well, it was if killed. Dead, yeah. Yeah. So, so what's the big deal? All right. Well, Miller, right? He sends the corpse of this guy to the Smithsonian Institution, right? And everyone's like, "Where'd the body go, William?" The body was lost. It never arrived. <laughs> of course it didn't. <laughs> Otherwise it wouldn't be encrypted if it did. Exactly. So that's one story. Are we sure this wasn't just a dinosaur? I, well, who knows? It could be. <laughs> that's yeah, just that's one of the stories. formulating in my head. It, it seems like, because it's gigantinormous, and it's creepy, and it has what? spines on its back. It's se- gigantinormous. <laughs> okay. Scientific term, gigantinormous. I'm just so, really picturing a large crocodile. That is a theory that we that's will get to later. That's in my head. <laughs> yes. So keep that image. Keep that image in there. Lock it in. Mm-hmm. So that story is just one story. But the next story I'm going to tell you, these are not mutually exclusive. Okay? They're not necessarily ever told in the same place. I didn't find them ever together. But there's no reason to believe that both of these things didn't happen. They both could have happened. So, okay. So a guy, a spelunker mayhaps, he, there are some sources say that maybe he owned the land that Devil's Hole was on, and there's some stories that he was just a spelunker, he was just a cave, you know, hunter, going, going to hunt some caves. <laughs> yeah. So he goes and he hears sounds coming from this cave. And people know about this cave, right? But they're not, they're not going to go into it. Why, who would do that? This guy is like, how deep is this cave, man? I, I want to know. But he tries to go down the cave and he can never find the bottom. So he was like, mm, this, this is iffy. This is kind of scary. So he goes, goes away, comes back. He goes back with a bunch of rope and a lead pipe. And he ties the lead pipe onto the rope. I think I've heard this story before. Yeah. He ties the lead pipe onto the rope and he sends it on down. And it goes down. And it goes down, and it goes down, and it goes down. And it keeps on going down. Essentially, yes. It, there, there is some resistance when he pulls it back up. Maybe some uh, growling sounds from the cave. <laughs> and when the lead pipe makes its way back up, it is mangled beyond recognition. So something's down there. He, he nopes out of there. He is, he is out of there. Okay? Me too. Yeah. So that's, that's that kind of rendition of the story. So there's another guy in this story, all right? Vance Randolph. And he is a hunter of lore. He is not quite a cryptozoologist, but almost. Uh, he claims to have experience with this creature prior to Smithy's article. So that would be before 1897. There is okay. documentation of this creature. Okay. Sources suggest that the Garau was a species of creature rather than an individual monstrosity. Okay? Yes. So... So it's not, so that's where it comes back in. If they killed the Garau, why are we talking about the Garau? Well, you see, there's more than one Garau. <laughs> it's, it's a little family. It's not just one guy. So how, how does this happen? Allegedly, the young of the Garau hatch from soft-shelled eggs, kind of like uh, sea turtles, mm-hmm. kind of like a sea turtle egg. Uh, but these eggs are not sea turtle-sized. Oh, no, no. 
these eggs are as large as beer kegs. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's a large egg, isn't it? <laughs> now I'm getting a visual of how, like, not really a visual, but like an idea of how big the creature actually is. Big, man. It's big guy. I think and you told me, but I wasn't listening. I'm so sorry. 20 feet. In the okay. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm five ten, so that's like but I think I'm almost six just foot. Normal crocodiles can get up to that size. Can they? I feel like that's not true. <laughs> I feel like but something some... can get up to that size. Maybe it's twelve feet. It's large. It's bigger than me, but I don't feel as big as the garau. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, and then um, the mother also will carry the newly hatched infants in a pouch, like a possum. The Guinness World Record herpetology experts um, say that some particularly large species of saltwater crocodile can grow up to 22 feet. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah. That's horrifying. I have a new theory about this creature. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) So... uh, this Vance Randolph motherfucker is, uh, he also told a story of this guy from Mena, Arkansas, which I have heard of, but have never been. Same. Um, it's in Polk County. Uh, and this guy claimed to have captured a garau. And he did this by inducing the creature to eat so many dried apples that it swelled to the size <laughs> that would prevent it from escaping its burrow. Okay. <laughs> So, lots of dried apples. Boy, don't you? Yeah, exactly. Like a Winnie the Pooh situation in in the in the rabbit's burrow, you know? I was not a Winnie he, the Pooh kid. Yeah, he, Winnie, Winnie the Pooh ate so much honey that he couldn't make it out of rabbit's home. Oh. Yeah. So, <laughs> now now you know. So the Garau's captor was exhibiting his catch to anyone who would pay one quarter. Which was big money back in the day. I'm not going to look up the inflation, but it was big money. So anyone who would pay a quarter could see the Garau in person. Mm-hmm. So once he had his audience gathered, a good, a good-sized audience, this man would stagger behind a curtain with his clothes in rags. So he would, he would come out and he'd be like, I'm going to show you the Garau. And then he would come back from behind the curtain and he would be in absolute shambles. All right? <laughs> And fighting it off. We can't get it out here because I'm too busy fighting it. So so then he would tell them that the Garau has escaped. And no yeah, and then that, this would send the crowd into a panic. Yeah. And then he could not produce the actual Garau because it had escaped. And so he had 25 cents a, a pop and all of these people were afraid they were going to get eaten by a giant crocodile monster. So horror movies today. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Or Haunted House. Let's do a Haunted House. Yeah. That's not me asking exactly. you to do one. I mean, let's use that as a reference. Well, yeah, because I'm not going into a Haunted House. You could not drag me into a Haunted House. By There's no way in hell. No. So. I, I want to go to this, these cryptid sites and find a cryptid, but you could not pay me to enter a Haunted House. You'd have to pay me $3 billion to go into a haunted house. I don't want to do any of it. Thank you, though. Yeah. No, we're, we we're going to go and stay in the cave. The, the um, what was it? The caverns where, no, where the, rave <laughs> the, rave, the rave is. The rave? 
We are not doing that. Anyway, it is questionable if any of the sources, of course, as it always is, it's questionable if any of these sources are true. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it, it, it's 100% fact that the article by Albert Smithy was published. Published. Who's to say if any of the information is correct? And yeah. that is especially since um, Mr. Randolph named his written collection of tales where this information comes from. He named it, We Always Lie to Strangers. <laughs> Which I think is the best name <laughs> ever. A good name, yeah. It's solid. Um, I, again, did not get my hands on this collection, though I would love to. He, it's sold by, with that name. <laughs> So, according to cryptozoologists, as I've said, there is more than one Garau, which is how they could have killed the one, and they still exist. Okay? There are no sightings besides the ones that I have told you about. No, there are no recent sightings, no information recently about this creature, except for I did find an interesting tidbit that I thought was very funny, and the wording is hilarious. I look onto TikTok sometimes for my research, because they'll just be like, cryptids in so-and-so state. Yeah. And I like to just kind of scroll through them and see what the options are. Um, so this time I just looked, because I already knew that I was going to do the growl based on my previous experience with the creature. Um, and so I was just going through it and I saw a TikTok about the growl and a comment. What, it was a video with 34 likes and one comment. And the comment said, my friend seen one of these here in Texas when he was a kid. And when he told his dad, his dad believed him. And he knew that he was talking about seeing it too as a kid. <laughs> yeah welcome to texas <laughs> so apparently this guy's friend also seen it too as a kid yeah. and his papa also seen it too as a kid gotcha so but, that's the most yeah. recent sighting that has been allegedly <laughs> um some sources call it the copycat hodag which is a Wisconsin cryptid, uh, very similar to the Garau. Um, so maybe we will. So what could this guy be? Now I have a new theory. So there are two kind of uh, <laughs> there are two kind of creatures that they think that it could be. Mm-hmm. One is that it could be just a really big razorback hog, which is less likely, it's I believe, because large. They're, they're talking about 20, 20 foot long hog. I'm not buying it. Tusk. They were just the tusks. Tusk is the mascot of the Arkansas Razorbacks. Like he's a physic. They have a pig. Yeah. The school up here has a pig. Um, I think he's maybe six feet long, if that. And he's a biggin. That's a, that's he's, a, he's pretty big. Tusk that's a biggin. Big. So I personally would not say it's a Razorback hog. Um, the other possibility is that it's an alligator. Yeah. Or mayhaps a crocodile. I think alligators uh, are native. Crocodiles aren't. Alligator, alligators are native. Mayhaps. I, I believe crocodiles are bigger. Yes. I believe uh, so. So that's kind of the theory is like somehow, you know, es- you know, escaped pet, escaped zoo animal, you know, that kind of <laughs> yeah, thing. That, yeah. One of those. Um, but now that you've told me how big them motherfuckers can get, I... <laughs> I believe it. The average is 16 feet, but the the biggest one ever recorded was 22 feet, 11 inches long. Listen, I wouldn't doubt if Devil's Hole 
has just a real big alligator in it. I, yeah, okay, maybe maybe not the the blade tail and and the tusks, but it could. I don't know. You could have just you I saw it real quick. I think the difference between them, and don't quote me on this because I've ne- I, I've been told the difference, but I don't actually know the difference. One of them has visible teeth. That Very yeah, I believe that is true. Visible teeth. So tusks? Question mark. Possible. <laughs> so that seems like the most likely, <laughs> if it were to be a real thing. Um, other possibilities, as is, uh, of course, that it's just a tall tale that yeah. you know Smithy wanted to get his article published and and get a lot of news around it. Journalism, you know, you know, the ways. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, my personal favorite theory, which is it is hiding until it's finally time to make its name known. <laughs> okay. gotcha. So it's it's just hiding in Devil's Hole again until it's time to come back out. Uh, and thus and thus comes my personal story with the growl. So how did I come across this creature originally? Well, not you see, physically, but online. Yeah, not physically. I have never encountered the growl, unfortunately. Fortunately. 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 Uh, So I was in a class in college, a playwriting class. I graduated with a theater major. Um, And yes, I took a playwriting class. And the final project, shout out to Matthew, was that we write a 15-minute one act. Cute. So I, and it was, it was just kind of on whatever, however, just go. Just go and do it. Because we had, we had all this knowledge from this class, right? So, go and write a play. So I just started Googling fun uh, stories in places because I wanted to base it off of something maybe a little bit real, I, you know, and I came across Devil's Hole. And I was like, oh, that's fun. I could do a story about like this cave and like some adventurers who went into the cave. And then I came across the Garau. So for anyone who's interested, my play was approximately, I think, 18 minutes long. So I definitely went over the time limit and Matthew counted me off points, I believe, for that. (laughs) (laughs) But um, my play was about Albert Smithy and uh, he, you know, a Little Rock man, but he had been just like morally driven to go to South Arkansas and find out what this creature was all about because so this was prior to him writing the article this is the story about how the article was written essentially mm-hmm. and he goes to self to um, really like figure this thing out and he meets um a nice lovely like 30 year old detective woman uh and she's the detective so this is like the 1800s obviously so why is a woman detective well because no one else wanted to do the damn job because everyone's going missing kids are being snatched monsters around everywhere it's it's bad news bears okay so <laughs> he gets to the town and he meets this detective and they go on this adventure together. She ends up at her dad's house, who is the owner of the plot of land with Devil's Hole. And, uh, but they're, they're on bad terms. He's a bad, bad man. So they think that essentially that this guy is who's like snatching the kids, but turns out no, no. And turns out her son is also missing. So now the three of them are on this harrowing adventure into the Devil's Hole cave. And essentially where it ends is that, um, they, they put the pipe down the hole and they bring it back up and, oh, that's spooky. And then the growl noises happen and then their lanterns simultaneously start blowing out and that's the end. So, so keep an eye out. We'll do a bonus episode where we reenact 
Listen, <laughs> I would love to do a dramatic reading of this play for anyone who listened to it. Um, so, yeah, that's the growl. We love him. The growl. Oh, my cat's awake. She's been asleep for <laughs> most of this episode. <laughs> Harley. I thought she was dead for a second because she, she has not moved for an hour. And now she's awake and decided my feet are fun to play with. Can well, we aren't they? No, they're not. <laughs> that hurt. I have so many claw marks on my legs. That's the life of a cat. Yeah. Um, so the, that was fun. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I'd like to believe that the Ozark Heller and the Growl are just broing it out in the Ozark Mountains. Hanging Maybe. out in Devil's Hole. Yeah, potentially. I don't know. Having their, their monthly it. cryptid meetings. Yeah, I'm trying to, I, I looked up where Mina or Boone is, Boone County, mm-hmm. um, and that's a little more eastbound than where yeah. I am. It's more in the central northern part of the state. But So they may not come across each other, but the Howler seems to be pretty mobile, so. He does. I think there have been sightings in, down in Hot Springs, which seems too far. Hot uh-huh. Springs is in the Washita's. Yeah. It's not in the Ozarks. Yeah, no. Maybe I'm saying that thinking they're two different things and the Washington Maybe. Falls are the Ozarks. I have no yeah. idea. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I was but told I... they were different. Growing up, Arkansas had the Ozarks and the Washita's. Well, why would they be named different? Why, like, why would there be two different names if they weren't different? Well, it's the same reason the Boston Mountains are in the Ozark Mountains. Yeah, what that's, what's that about? That's weird. I don't really know. There's a bunch of different sections that make up the Ozark Mountains, but the Boston Mountains is the most well-known. As we've mentioned, we are not good at geography, so <laughs> not never. I would like to think that uh, if the Ozark Howler and the Garau came across each other and they were not friendly, one hundred and ten percent the Garau is winning. <laughs> I think that if the Garau is the is the more boar-like creature, that they could get along. That's true. They're kind of like bear, boar, tusk. They both have tusks. They could like relate. They could relate to each other. But if they got in a a tussle, oh, the growl's coming out on top. Unless the the howler can run fast enough, which I'm sure it could. It gets up. It's a a tree creature sometimes. Yeah. And I think the growl is is, is strictly land land bound. Which is weird because the devil's den sighting, he says that it was barking up a tree, basically. But if it can yeah. get up, I don't really know. That was a but he could get up there. He would chase the squirrel up the tree. There's a lot of lore. <laughs> Interesting. That was a fun one. That was a- Going back home to Arkansas. <laughs> Entering my home, Arkansas. Yes. In my backyard. And eventually we'll get to Louisiana and I'll be the one who can't sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I bet you a lot of the stuff we do for Louisiana... I don't know. I've not looked into it. I feel like a lot of them are heavily, heavily based in Louisiana, not Louisiana, New Orleans, or uh, very South. true. The only it's- one that I really know tale of is the Rougarou, which is like a dog man <laughs> again, yet another dog person. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to find a non-dog if we can. <laughs> Mine was a non-dog. This time, I don't. Yeah, neither of us did dogs this time. It so that's a, good. A, a call kind of like a wolf, 
but it's bear or cat-like. So, nah, that's that's a gray area. <laughs> it's a gray area, I think. Gray area. <laughs> but yeah, what a fun time! If you've made it this far, <laughs> we have some things to tell you now. Yes, we have had an Instagram uh, for the entirety of this podcast. We, I think, we mentioned it. Please be looking. Like, if you want, we we. I try to make sure the Instagram post goes out um, not too long after the episode goes out so that you can see photos um, or depictions of the cryptids we're talking about. So please go check out our Instagram. We are trying to implement other things into the Instagram too, but right now it's kind of just where we're putting images of our cryptids. So go look at that while you're listening to our episodes so you get a better idea if you're like me and can't actually visualize things. (laughs) if you're weird and you don't have a visual memory. <laughs> so you can uh, kind of see what we're talking about um, when we are talking about these cryptids. We also now have a Twitter. Ooh, what it's are we going to do with that? It's a, I have no idea. We have, I, I have one tweet. I made one tweet and I, I said, uh, how does one tweet as a podcast? <laughs> so check that out i don't know how active we'll be on there because neither i have a twitter but i'm not active on it at all um, yeah so check it out check Follow it, out. it we might do something fun something weird who knows i'm pretty strange so i might get my hands on it we'll see <laughs> um we also this has been a thing the entire time i should that we ever plugged it um we do have an email for you to reach out to us Yes. Um, it is attypodcast at gmail.com. That is Addy Podcast. Podcast. Addy. Addy. Attypodcast podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Um, if you have experience with any of the cryptids we speak of or will speak of, if you want a specific, if you want us to talk about a specific cryptid from a state that we have not reached yet, we if might. You're from New Jersey and you absolutely want us to talk about the New Jersey devil, please let us know. I actually, uh, sneak peek, my dad was from New Jersey, so I got some actual, like, kind of secondhand stories from New Jersey. I didn't know but, that. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's fun. My How dad almost died in some so. quicksand once. I don't know. My family so, is very interesting. Mom from Guam. Well, okay. Mom lived on Guam, Guam for a little bit. Gotcha. Uh, my grandparents, uh, my grandpa was in the army. My dad was also in the army. My mom was also in the army. So, I knew that. <laughs> Yeah, so they moved around a lot, and my grandparents landed themselves in Arkansas for some godforbid reason. <laughs> I'm glad they did. And Otherwise, we wouldn't have met. This is true. And uh, from someone who almost grew up outside of Memphis. Yes. So yeah, my uh, my grandparents ended up in Arkansas, and my dad was still bouncing around military wise. So uh, my brother was born in Pennsylvania. My sister was born in Colorado. Um, my mom was actually born in New York. And then my grandparents had moved to Arkansas, so my mom said, I want to be near my parents. So here we are in Arkansas. My sister lived in England for four years. I didn't know that either. Yeah. Fucking rude. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I don't know anything about Victoria. (laughs) She's older than me, (laughs) mainly. I know that, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Instagram, Twitter, we have an email to at us. We also are working on setting up a Patreon. 
Um, so more details on that probably in a episode coming soon. But just know that we're working on it and we will have one set up yeah. soon. We'll do bonus you, content on there. Yeah, if you really like us and you want to spend money to listen to us talk, which I'm sure is all of you, uh, <laughs> then, then look out for the Patreon soon to come. <laughs> yes. And if you like what we are doing and you sh- just want to give us a little kudos, um, most of the podcast systems we're on have a rating system. So go ahead and just leave us a five-star review. That'd be great. I'd love that. But only if you actually like us. I don't want pity reviews. <laughs> I want pity reviews. Go ahead and do it. <laughs> just hit the five star. You don't even have to listen to another episode. Just hit five stars. <laughs> five stars. Um, our Patreon will be patreon.com slash podcast. Our Instagram is the only one that is different for now. Um, that one is our full name, Are They There Yet Podcast. Woo. That will probably be changed soon now that the rest of our stuff is ATTY. Yeah, oops, that's my fault. <laughs> I know, because I, w- I was using ATTY too. I like it. It's a good acronym. Yes, but if I, wanted to, I wanted to get our full name out there first. Yeah, so people could learn of us. We um, I don't know if you're still here, but we have had listeners now that are not in the States. I hope you're still here. I hope you're still listening. <laughs> Thank you guys. Thank you for at least giving us a little bit of a chance. That's so sweet of you. Clicking on an episode. We love that. Yes. So that's our podcast. That's it. Go ahead and check us out. We would love to hear from you. Check us out in other places, not here. Because if you're here, you have checked us out. We really appreciate that. You've checked. (laughs) Consider yourself checked. Checkmate. Uh, We're going to California next. If you have California stories, go ahead and shoot us an email. Colorado. Connecticut, any of the those. others? <laughs> we've made it through four states, so we've still got lots forty-six more to do. Yes, and then possibly, possibly territories. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe. Or if you're one of our listeners outside of the states and want us to talk about cryptid from your area, let us know. Yeah, Nessie. maybe a while before we do that, but let us know. Maybe some bonus content. Maybe it'll be on the Patreon. Who knows? Who knows? You'll have to find out. Mm-hmm. So we're going to wrap that up now. I've been Bailey. And I've been Danny. Always will be. And I... One of us was there yet. So. Yeah. I hope you sleep well tonight. <laughs> Those living in the Ozarks. <laughs> Bye. Bye.